how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Bright Verde Podcast. This is your host, Marcelo, and we're in episode, I believe we're in episode 26 or 27 now. Hold on, let me check. I think I gave you guys the wrong number last time. We're in episode 27. I think I had said 25 or, or 26 last time. Episode 27 uh, of the Bright Verde Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in into the podcast. Your support means everything to me. Um, the the welcome back that I got was incredible, um, and I can only you know say thank you for your support and for offering your input and arguing with me on Twitter because that's what I live for is those arguments on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> so if you want to follow me on Twitter, Marcelo underscore ATX, that's where I'm I'm ranting most of the time and talking shit, uh, and um, I'm representing Barcelona this time. You guys know I'm a Barca fan, and Barcelona had a great game against Levante. Ansu Fati is back, and he scored a goal. Man, that guy, he's just such a good kid, and he has a good head on his shoulders. He got tempted because his agent is uh, Mino Rayola, and he got tempted to go to a different club and get more money because Barcelona's situation is absolutely terrible. And he said, no, I'm staying at Barcelona. I'm staying at Barcelona. I got the number 10 on my back. I'm putting the team on my shoulders. And this kid is the real deal. So shout out to Ansu Fati. Shout out to FC Barcelona. And shout out to Real Madrid too. You know, I hate them, but, you know, they're doing really good in La Liga. Benzema scoring goals. Uh, Vini Jr. is doing good. Uh, Camavinga looks amazing. Uh, Mar- um, Asensio scored a hat trick. So shout out to Real Madrid, although I hate that fucking club, but it is what it is. Uh, In today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about, obviously, a lot of different stuff. Most importantly, we're going to talk about the Galaxy game. But, you know how we do it in the Bright Red Podcast, we talk about all sorts of different things. We're going to talk about the FIFA 22 rankings and Austin FC specifically. The League's Cup 2023 format. uh, Romelu Lukaku's online abuse statement, which I think it's important. Um, How Austin FC is absolutely fucking clueless with their Twitter page. Um... And, you know, some things about the Galaxy game as well. So let's go ahead and kick it off with the Galaxy game uh, because that's just the most recent thing. And uh, I I really want to talk about that. So great game uh, that we had against Galaxy. Let's talk about that. What a game. Actually, it was a really tight game. And I think we had one of our best performances this season for a few different factors. Um, So... Let's take a look. The game started uh, really well. We actually uh, took possession of the ball. We dominated. Uh, we were on top of galaxies just trying to get a goal. Um, a lot of our attack kept uh, flowing through our left-hand side with Cecilio, Kolmanic, and um, Andriusi. And I-, I love that little combination that they had going on. Obviously, Andriusi being that, that link between uh, Ceci and Kolmanic. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see Cecilio in, in his original spot where he was supposed to be, which is the left wing. He did what he could as a striker. He's not a pure striker. And we knew that. And, you know, I, I, I can't really fault him for, for not performing as good as I thought he was going to perform. But he has been playing out of position. So let's kind of put that into perspective. Um, I do want him out of my club. 
you know, I, I want him out of Austin FC. I don't think he's a, a proper designated player. He's not worth the salary. He's not worth uh, having a number 10 on his back for us. And I want him out of my club. I want him out of my club. Same thing as Pochettino. I'm going to get to that later. Uh, <clears throat> but um, the, the thing with Cecilio and, and Pochettino is they make such horrendous and really like incredible bad passes but not like a a really long ball or something like that like just a, a pass from from here you know 2 yards out they they fuck those up and it's unreal because they're professional players and especially like both of them being dps it's just un- unbelievable how shit their passing is sometimes and it like early on Cecilio makes a bad pass just a simple fucking pass and it almost cost us a goal almost and I and I hate that because that would have cost us a goal and everyone would have shitted on Josh Wolf and because of you know the, the the goal and shit when when it's these fucking players who make shit decisions and they get blamed on the coach and it's it's crazy because I want these players to get the criticism that they deserve. And Cecilio deserves a lot of criticism. He's just not that good. But I'm I'm getting on a tangent. Um, the the reason why I think it was a good game is because m- most importantly, Josh Wolf showed a learning curve. He showed uh, something different, which we've kind of asked from him. Uh, which is a little more pragmatism, a little more, a little more um, less wolf ball, more you know, more of a pragmatic approach. And and why I say that is for the first time this season, I saw Stuver just kick the ball from from a goal kick, not passing the ball, just fucking kicking the goal. I mean, uh, uh, the ball. Now to some people that might be. Uh, you know, like nothing new, but it is very new to to our system and, and to how Josh Wolf has typically played this season. We know what Josh Wolf is going to do. We know what the team is going to do. Whenever Brad Suber is on a goal kick, we're going to pass the ball. We're going to play from the back. We're going to soak in the pressure. That's either good or bad. We can either get out of that pressure or we get fucked and we make a mistake. We get scored on. Boom. We're we're a goal behind. So the fact that Stuver was doing that. I was already, you know, happy to see a little tactical, you know, variety from from Josh Wolf, and and maybe this is a um, he's still very young in his coaching career. You know, he's six months into to being a head coach, and he has his own ideas, and it's it's good to sometimes say, you know what, my system is not working. Let me try something different. It, it could be, you know, good or bad. Uh, so, and we just don't know. Like, he needs that time for him to test things out, for him to to see what works and what doesn't work. You know, like, how do the players feel about certain things? And I I thought that the players felt kind of comfortable, um, you know, with just, just kicking the ball and, and dealing with having the asset of that is Musa Jite, who, who is a, a dominant presence, you know, aerially and just uh just physically as well just he he has a a great body to 
to dominate those 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 long balls. And I think that's part of the game that Josh Wolf was implementing was let's utilize the asset that we have and, um, you know, maybe hit L.A. Galaxy with something different that they're not going to be expecting uh, because everybody expects Wolf Ball, you know. And I, I, I really appreciated the fact that he tried something different. And I think it worked, you know, like there were plenty of times where we would get a long ball and, and Jite would control it or, 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 or head, you know, to Diego Fagundes who was running on that right-hand side. So I think that's credit to Josh Wolf and credit to the players as well for, for executing that, that game play. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> aside from the win, um, I'm just kind of going off of the notes that I was kind of taking down as, as the game was going on. Um, I think everyone had a great game except in my opinion, and I, and I hate to sound like a broken record. I hate to, to be that guy that just hates on certain players, but the stats don't, don't lie. And, and they certainly prove me right. And the fact is that Tomas Pochettino is just not good enough, dude. Both Cecilio and Pochettino are just not good enough. Pochettino was playing as a double pivot because Alex Ring was out with a yellow, um, with that red card. And we already knew that uh, Joshua was going to stick to that double pivot, which has been working. Uh, that's another change that he's made. And again, people don't give him fucking credit for that. We have switched different formations. We went for, from a 4-3-3 through a 3-5-2 to now a 4-2-3-1 or what have you. But we've certainly switched around our style. And... Um, I, I do appreciate the fact that uh, he stuck with a double pivot. I, I thought it wasn't really going to work, but it, it has been working for us. And we knew that with with Alex Ring out, we knew that Danny Pereira has a has a you know a starting spot on lock. We already know that, and we expected that Tomas Pochettino was going to be as as a number six, you know, in that double pivot with Drusi up top, and. I just think he's he's just not good. He's just not good enough for me. And 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 he's our DP. And I I I don't know what people see in him. I I, I really don't know what people see in him. Let me I'm going to bring out some stats that I brought on Twitter which barely had any traction, of course, because I'm fucking speaking facts and nobody wants to hear that shit. Um so I pulled up the stats from MLS and his stats are just abysmal abysmal um let's see so so far um for Tomas Pochettino this season guys in um I actually MLS actually breaks this down really nicely if you guys haven't checked this out you can go to the stats section and look at individual player stats and it's it's pretty it's pretty nice um in in defense and let's 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 be very clear but Tomas Pochettino was not brought here for any sort of defensive capabilities. Let's be real. He was brought in here as a DP, as an attacking-minded player. So take this defensive um, stats with a grain of salt. But I just wanted to put it into all into context, give him all the benefit of the doubt, different as- aspects of his game, and, and tell you guys the stats and to show you that my criticism of him, the stats back it up. For tackles, he has a 59.5 success rate. That's not good. As a center mid, and I understand that's not his his duties, 
it's still not really good. You know, it's it's about 60% of your tackles, 6 out of 10, you're going to win. Um, blocks, 50% or 51%. So, again, 5 out of 10, uh, are you going to block. Not really good. His aerial duels, even lower. You know, he's not really strong. He's not tall. He's not, you know, he has a 41% uh, success rate. So, again, not not good. But we already said his defense is not what we're looking for. Let's get into um, attack. Well, actually, distribution first. So, as a center mid, this is where I need to see a lot of improvement. This is... The distribution stats is where Pochettino needs to make his fucking money. And check this out. For passes, less than 80%, 79% success rate on passing. Not good for a center mid. I'm sorry. Um, His long passing is 53% or 54% success rate. Not good for a center mid, guys. Not good enough. You know what I'm saying? And then when you look at um, his pass direction, it is it is fairly you know attacking minded. His pass direction is twenty seven percent towards the left, twenty two percent towards the right, thirty five percent forward, and fifteen percent backward. So he's clearly um, in the mindset of, of going forward and and making the play um, you know go up the pitch, which is good. But it's thirty five percent, you know. And then his passing accuracy by area. In, in the opposition half and on our half. This is where it gets interesting. His passing accuracy in our own half is 85.6%. That's decent. But then again, it's in our own fucking half. When we're talking about the opposition's half, where we need him to be creative, where we need him to be decisive, where we need him to make those good decisions, he has a 69% pass accuracy. So he's just not good enough. He's not good enough. He has one assist. And and when we get into the goals, you know, he has two goals and one assist. And one goal was an own goal, which was counted for him. I don't know fucking why, but it, it really should be just one goal and one assist. But let's give him two. Let's give him two goals and one assist. Let's let's get um uh you know generous. Two goals, one assist. He's a DP. Those are shit numbers for a, for a designated player. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it down for you guys. That's just real. That's just the truth. 855 minutes per goal. That's unreal, dude. 855 divided by 60 or 90. You're looking at one goal every nine and a half games. That's That's not DP level, dude. It's just not. I, I, you know, like it's, I, I don't see what you guys see in Tomas Pochettino, and he, he needs to be bought down because if he's gonna be a rotational player, great. You know, we need him as as that, but he cannot have the tag of a DP. You know, he he cannot have the status of a DP. That's just disrespectful, dude. It's disrespectful to everybody else who's, who's playing. It's disrespectful for Dani Pereira. It's disrespectful for Alex Ring. It's disrespectful for, you know, it's it's. For Jite, like, come on, dude. Like, if 
I, I, I would want Butch to stay, but as, as a regular player. If he's going to be a DP, get the fuck out of here, dude. You're not good enough. Cecilio, don't even get me started with Cecilio. I think he's he's made some numbers, but um, you know he, he has the number 10 on his back, and, and Driussi should have the number 10 because Driussi is a far, far, and I mean like motherfucking, you know, Cecilio's like a, you know, like a fucking Jetta, and, and Driussi is a, is a fucking Tesla. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, there's, there is no comparison, dude. Cecilio is nowhere near Driussi. And even Driussi's production numbers are really, really good for the amount of games that he's played versus Cecilio. So, it's, Cecilio, I, I want him out of the club, I personally. I don't think he's good enough. Um, and, one thing that I want to talk about Drusi is the fact that he was captain. I think that's that's noteworthy that he was the captain of our team, which shows his impact. It shows the quality that he has. It shows his uh, leadership abilities. It shows that he's putting the team on his shoulder. It shows that if something goes wrong, hey, you know what? He has that armband. You know, he, el capitan. So I like that. I like somebody new coming into this team saying, hey, you know what? This is my fucking team. I'm the captain of this team. I will lead you guys to victories. You know? I will score the goals. I will give the assists. I will run the fastest. I will run the hardest. Because that's what Drusi does. You see him on the pitch. He's pressuring more than Cecilio. And he's he's an attacking player versus Cecilio who's playing as a, as a left winger or a forward sometimes. You know? Like, it's Cecilio. <sighs> fucking hell, dude. He needs to leave. Um... Danny Pereira, I thought he did fantastic as as uh, playing in Ring's position. Um, we knew that anyone who's going to play, uh, who's going to substitute Ring, is going to be Danny Pereira. And you know my boy Danny, he's he's incredible for me. And he did lose the ball a few times. Let's be real. But then again, Danny's a lot more. Um, what's the right word? He's a lot more. He's riskier, you know, like he, he makes those those harder to do passes than Pochettino does. Uh, so he has more of a risk of losing the ball because he's he's, you know, making those riskier passes. And I like that, you know, I, 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 I like a player who's who's who is willing to lose the ball to get forward and to be very direct versus Cecilio and Pochettino who are making a simple fucking pass and they lose the ball and, and we get a turnover versus Danny Pereira who's doing something a, a lot harder to do. So I, I give him the fact that he loses the ball. I'll take it. Um, so Danny has tons of potential. Really anywhere as a midfielder, he has tons of potential. I actually would like to see him as a number 10 too. I think he has the ability to play really anywhere on the midfield. Um, he can play as a center, uh, as a defensive mid, as a center mid, or attacking mid. Personally, so he's he's really versatile, and I I really like the fact that Josh Wolf and Reina picked him up in the draft because um, I think he's a player that can really cover anywhere on the middle of the park, and uh, very you can tell that was very um, what's I can't fucking talk today, uh, like. Like, that's what they wanted, you know? Um, Jite, let's talk about Jite for a second, guys. Oh, my God. What a player this guy is. 
And he's not like he's like the best or anything, but we've been just so shit going forward that having Jite come in and just be a dominant presence, we haven't seen that since match week four. We haven't had a striker since match week four. And seeing Jite now is just such a breath of fresh air. And his presence and like his just like his finishing quality, like it's it's just good. You know, he's a decent striker and we haven't had that. And that's where like we need to cut Josh Wolf some slack, you know? Now, my boy Sergio Trist, he did bring up uh, a, a great point, which was because I, I, I said that we haven't played with a striker since match week four. And then he said that um it is true that Gallagher could have been doing this um as a as a center forward. And I agree. I think he's right. Um I I I think that our 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 death was just not good enough maybe to sustain that but nonetheless we should have still tried it and I put that on Josh Wolf. Um I think I do agree with Sergio Trist. I think we should have gone with Gallagher as a center striker with uh Stroud on the right-hand side or Diego Fagundes, Ceci on the left. Um but then again we didn't have um Driussi. So, you know, it's it's still you know, should have could have woulda but I I I do think that um, having Jite is is really gonna elevate our our level, and these last games are gonna be a great test for us to really see where we're at, to see what we need, um, to really test out Cecilio being on the left, which was the whole. Uh, that's literally who they built the team around was Cecilio on the left hand side, and and we haven't had that. We haven't had a striker, so um, I'm I'm really happy to see Jite. His He's just a proper number nine. I can't really say anything else. He's a he's a proper number nine, and we're gonna see now these th- this last stretch of games. That is where we get to uh, make the assessment for Josh Wolf. That's where we get to to criticize him and, and see and see not criticize him because he needs to be criticized whenever he fucks up. But that's where we kind of make those assessments towards the end of the season and towards this last run. Is like now that we have a somewhat of a ma- um. Uh, a full squad because we still don't have Ulisa Segura. We still don't have um, Schoenfeld. So we, we don't have a full squad, but um, Ben Sweat is, is missing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's still going to be good to see this last few stretch of games and see how the team is doing, see how we're doing offensively because that's where we've been lacking the most, to be real. Um, shout out to uh, Mackenzie Gaines, dude. Shout out to Mackenzie Gaines. What a strike, a volley. First of all, his first touch is great. That first touch was hard. That pass, um, who, who made that pass? Uh, Nick Lima, I think. That pass was hard to, to control. The way that he first touched it with his left foot and just fucking rifles it, dude. I mean, the stadium went nuts. I was I was jumping, dude. It was such a great goal. So happy for a true Austinite, our a true homegrown player. Unlike my boy Owen Wolf. Um, what a goal! It was so good to end the game, not being nervous to get scored on and to either tie or lose the game. It just felt like a proper ending to a great match. 
And shout out to Galaxy too. They had a lot of opportunities. Brad Stuver had a fuck ton of saves. Let, let me try and find out how many saves Brad Stuver had because I swear to God, he must have had at least 10 saves. At least 10 saves. Let's look at the stats um, for the game. Brad Stuver had an amazing game. And he typically does. So shout out to Brad Stuver. Um, let's see. Saves. We had seven saves. I, th- I could have sworn it was way more. TBH. But seven saves still pretty good. Um, and I think that shows how effective our Galaxy was getting on uh, our side of the goal was they were a lot more direct, a lot more aggressive, and uh, Brad Stuver had to make more saves than, than they did. Um, but great game from Brad Stuver. Um, shout out to him. And I think Brad Stuver is a true leader too. Um, I do think that the I think I think that the fame is getting to these players because our fan base is so like uh, how can I say this politely without me getting fucking blasted? Our fan base like glorifies them um, when these players like talk to the fan base, and you know people call Brad Stewart like my king and all this shit. And it's like, I think that they, they see that obviously. And it, I think it gets to them in my opinion. And nonetheless, um, you know, you need a leader who speaks up and uh, addresses the fan base. And Brad Stewart does that. So shout out to uh, Brad Stewart. And, um, shout out to the premium terrace seats, man, because if you guys didn't know, so they offered for the galaxy game free food from seven to 8 PM to anyone who had a premium ticket, uh, a premium ticket for the galaxy game. So all you needed to do was just have that premium ticket and you could grab anything you want from the concession stands up in the premium terrace for free. You had a limit of four items per time you you go but it was unlimited so you could just you know get like let's say like a water a hot dog a pretzel and nachos and then you can go and then come back again and then get another hot dog maybe get an energy drink get you know whatever the fuck you want four times every single time four items every single time unlimited so man i had dude i ate so much and um credit where credit is due i've criticized the club for for not really um you know making us feel us premium ticket holders like we're fucking premium because we're paying a lot of money for these tickets and 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 they deserve to be criticized but they also deserve to be praised whenever they do shit like this because that makes me you know want to be a premium ticket holder you know even though I'm not going to be but it makes me want to get premium tickets and that's what they need to be doing is encouraging us to to do that and I think they know I think they fucking know because it's not a coincidence that they would do something like this, um, especially so so late into the season. And it's it's finally, you know, they finally do something for us and because they haven't done shit for us premium ticket holders. We haven't met the players. We haven't really done anything. Sometimes the ATX FC cash it doesn't work. Um, and it's, it's really been a poor experience. Um, and I've talked about this on Twitter, you know, I, I don't think anyone should get a premium a premium season membership, but um, shout out to them for for doing that to us. That that was really really cool, and it, it felt kind of unreal or surreal, you know, like 
I felt like there was some sort of catch. And, uh, you know, I kept asking and, like, you know, being all like, is this, like, okay? And the, and, and, and one of the girls from the concession center was like, she literally almost was, like, look into my eyes. You know, she, she looked at me. She said, hey, everything is free, unlimited. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I get it now. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so shout out to to the club for doing that. Um, let's talk about guys. Uh, but anyways, well, be, be, before I move on, I want to hear your thoughts on the Galaxy game. What do you think Wolf did right? What do you think he did wrong? What is something that we can improve on? Do you like Jite? Do you think Drusi is our best player? Do you like Cecilia on the left? Do you think Pochettino should stay? Do you hate me for hating on Pochettino? Do you hate me for calling out the facts that Pochettino is just not good enough? I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear you uh, calling me out. You can call me out on Twitter. You can also leave a comment in the YouTube uh, comment section. Also, uh, we're on YouTube. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can also check us out on YouTube. This is the video version where you can see my beautiful face. Um, and uh, we're still editing, you know, the studio. Uh, I kind of, I'm kind of tweaking around it. I think I put the jerseys too high. I'm kind of you know, moving around the camera and see, see where it looks better. But if you guys have any suggestions, feel free to drop them in that comment section or, or drop them on Twitter. Hashtag Briver the pod. Um, I want to move on to some other topics, guys. Um, let's talk about how Austin FC is a clueless fucking club. Let's talk about that. Uh, Austin FC has the audacity, the audacity to come up with a cute little tweet um, saying this. Our minister of culture, our greatest hype man, we've been waiting all week for the best atmosphere in MLS. Two pictures of our boy Matthew McConaughey, who I fucking love, by the way, looking all Matthew McConaughey, and... This pisses me the fuck off. And anyone who's uh, from Austin FC listening to this, I hope I hope you listen very clearly. Our boy Matthew McConaughey showed up to our inaugural game on a Verde suit, and that's it. That's it, bro. Nothing else. So don't give me this bullshit of being the greatest hype man because we haven't seen my boy. Now, I love Matthew McConaughey. He's my boy. But I also need to criticize him because our minister of culture has not been addressing our fan base when our culture has been losing every fucking week. Okay? And it's just unreal. And the the comment section just was straight up heat. Straight up heat. Probably not one single positive comment, TBH. Probably not, a, probably not one positive comment uh, from that comment section. We had about, uh, let's see, how, how many comments? It doesn't show you how many comments, but um, 14 quote tweets. You know, probably everyone all bitching on those 14 quote tweets, me included. Um, just great, great comments. I said, again, this club can't read the room. First, Owen Wolf is a first homegrown player. Now this. Somebody said, uh, Mateo Clark, shout out Mateo. 
Our hype man has deeper roots than any Hollywood glitz. Our culture is cultivated with passion, effort, and consistency. Not one-off appearances when it's convenient. This is not a fad. Ooh, that was that was a good burn. Um, Joey Holt two 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 does he even go to the games? Edward posted a picture of some uh, LV members. A few of them are missing, but I still find a better picture of the people uh, who bring the hype. True, one hundred percent. Shout out Los Verdes and La Murga. Uh, Rigo, no vendas humo, Austin FC, we're better than this. Agreed 100%. Rigo was spot on there. No vendas humo, hijos de puta. Um, so, Austin FC, man. who These motherfuckers, like, they, they think they can come to Austin and and just appropriate the culture and, you know, they don't even connect with, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's I, I can't believe how how like white our our Twitter handle is for Austin FC. And I'm I'm not being like racist. I fucking hate when people say when people call people racist. I okay, I, I've had this in my mind and I've always wanted to say this. Being racist means you're you think a race is like superior than another race. So everybody chill the fuck out when people comment something about another race. You're not being racist, okay? Our Twitter is from our page is just so white, you know. It's there's it's just so like basic and lame. Um, and again, just shows that Austin FC doesn't know what the fuck they're doing on on Twitter. Um, so I wanted to talk about that because it it, it pissed me off from a few weeks ago or, or last week or whatever. Um, let's talk about um, FIFA 22 rankings, guys. This is actually really interesting. I've been wanting to play FIFA 22. I don't have it yet. Um, and I wanted to play with Austin FC. And shout out to uh, Gilbert Martinez. Shout out Gilbert. He fucks with uh, my Twitter. Shout out Gilbert. He said, hey, next episode of the Bright the Podcast, do the FIFA 22 rankings. Let's go ahead and talk about the rankings, guys. Um, we have, let's see. Um, let's go from bottom to top. So let's start with our defense. And we'll start with the bench. Tarbell, 63. Sure. Johan Romagna, 61. I think they're doing my boy a little dirty here. I think Johan is better than 61. I think he's one of our best defenders. People hate on Johan Romagna. I don't understand why, dude. I think he's he's uh, powerful. He's he's fast. He's our fastest defender, first of all. He's powerful. He's dominant in the air. He's dominant just anywhere. Um he is uh, aggressive with the ball. You know, he, he makes those forward-thinking passes. Um, and, of course, his game can can improve, but he's, he's our best defender, I think, in my opinion. Um, he, he has a 61. I think they're doing him dirty. Uh, my boy uh, Hector Jimenez with a 66. I think that's pretty good for MLS. Um, I think Hector Jimenez is, is a decent player and uh, somebody with a lot of experience. So, shout-out Hector. Uh, Jared Stroud with a 61. I think Jared Stroud deserves a little better, maybe like a 63. Um, I like Stroud, but again, maybe he just hasn't um, shown a lot for FIFA to notice. Um, I'm I'm going on the bench, by the way. Uh, John Gallagher, 63. I think that's pretty decent for John Gallagher. Rodney Redes with a 66. Get the fuck out of here. My boy Redes, he's been injured. Okay, let, let's pause for a second, guys. Let's pause for a second. 
I've shitted on Redes all season. Then again, I thought he was the best player in preseason. Now, preseason doesn't really mean shit. But I did see great, great flashes of, of greatness from, from Rodney Redes. Now, apparently he's been injured. And he's been playing injured, which can't be good. So... I'm willing to give Rodney Redes another season and give him the benefit of the doubt. I want him to get healthy. I don't want that excuse of him being injured before I make my final assessment on Rodney Redes. He has a 66 here. They see him with potential. I'll give him that. Our boy Danny Husen, who's out with a hip injury, with a 66. Probably good, I guess. Um, Again, I haven't seen much of Husen since he's been injured and he's been out since match week four. Another reason why our season, I think, has been absolute garbage is because we haven't had a, a Hoosin up top, a, a true number nine. Now, let's move on to the outfield players. Let's start with Stuver with a 66. I think my boy Stuver is better than a 66, and I think he's shown that this season. He has been unreal on his shot stopping. His uh, passing can obviously improve. Um, but I think right now he's our best keeper, and I don't think we can find a better keeper than him uh, for next season. So I I say we keep Stuber, we give him a bonus, and um, he deserves to stay. I think he's shown that he's our best keeper and probably better than a 66, maybe like a 68. Nick Lima on the right-hand side with a 69. I'll give him that. I like Nick Lima a lot. He's aggressive. He's fast. He's powerful. He can cross the ball. Um, So I like that. Julio Cascante with a 67. I guess, yeah. That's pretty good. I think I I I think Romano's better, honestly. And he's uh you know obviously way younger. But uh I would say he's a little bit lower considering how low Romagna is. Uh, Matt Beasler with a sixty nine. I'll give him that. He's he's slow, but he has a lot of experience and definitely he has some great saves, you know, um for us. And I I think his defensive awareness is good. Um, Zanny Kolmanik, a 60, I think that's fairly low, but I think he's just so unknown to Emma, to, to EA that, uh, they just put him as a 60, but I think he's, he, he's a little bit better than a 60 guys. Come on. He's like at least a 63. Um, let's move on to the middle. Now this is the greatest atrocity here. Come on guys. Come hey EA. Come on, bro. They put my boy Danny Pereira with a 58. A 58. Come on, dude. Danny Pereira is one of our best midfielders. There's no way. There's no way he's a 58. Disrespect to my boy Danny Pereira. Danny Pereira should be at least, considering the next uh, few players that I'm going to talk about, he needs to be like at least a 65, at least. Um, then we have Diego Fagundes with a 69. I think Diego Fagundes deserves to get uh, at least a, a 70 rating. He He's a great, great player, very technical, fast, um, quick feet, you know, low center of gravity, great passing, garra charrua. You know, he's, he, he's one of our best players. So he needs to be higher. He has a 69. He needs to be at least 70, 71, 72. Alex Ring with a 72. I think that's pretty solid for Alex Ring. Um, I'll give him that. I'll give him a 72. Um, 
this is just funny for me. Tomas Pochettino with a 71. No way. He needs to be at least, at most, a 70. At most. And I'm being generous, guys. I'm being generous. Pochettino can't make a fucking five-yard pass. Uh, Dominguez with a 72. Cecilio Dominguez. Okay, you know. He, he has a, a lot of technical ability. You know, he's tricky. Um, he, has, he has a good shot. I'll give him a 72, although I want him out of my club. And Driussi with the highest rating for Austin FC with a 73. Driussi. I like Driussi a lot. He's quality, man. He's, he has the potential. If Austin FC, if we do good next season and we're firing, you know, in all cylinders... Um, our team is playing well. We we don't have a lot of injuries. We have uh, Jite, you know, scoring goals. Um, I think Driussi has the potential to be one of the league's best players. I'm not saying the best, but maybe sneak into the like, top 10 um, for Austin, for, for MLS. Maybe even top 5 if, if we're doing really good. But let's be real. I doubt it. I think we're still in a learning phase. We're still in a... A learning process and next season's just going to be an improvement from this season but we may qualify for playoffs maybe i don't know um so those were the fifa rankings shout out to gilbert martinez uh that was a great call out for the podcast man i appreciate you uh tweeting that that was really fun i hadn't actually seen them until now uh this was an honest reaction for these um for these player ratings Next up, guys, what I want to talk about is uh, Leagues Cup 2023. So this was actually real, really cool, historic, um, and I think has the potential to be one of the greatest things that has happened in North American soccer. Um, and this is where I give credit to MLS and Liga MX for doing something different. Modern football is evolving, okay? It's changing. It's it's It needs... You either change or you die, okay? You want to be... I, I I respect the old ways and, and kind of like don't fix what's broken. But a lot of stuff is broken in soccer and it needs to be fixed. Just like adding VAR. That that was five years too late in my opinion. Um, so doing this thing with Leagues Cup is a great initiative. And I think shows the ambition that both leagues have. And... Um, it needs to be praised. So what League's Cup in 2023 is going to be is going to be a brand new one-month-long tournament where both leagues are going to pause their own respective domestic leagues, and they are going to get together for a knockout single-elimination tournament, um, and it's going to be great. It's going to be probably a group stage and then, you know, a, a liguilla or like a playoff format um, where all clubs from both leagues are going to participate. And that is the coolest part. It's not just going to be like the top, you know, five or whatever from last season are going to play in this season. That is shit, okay? This will be in real time, all teams from both leagues battling it out to see who's the best, you know, team from both leagues. So it it's just it sounds so fun. Um and it's it's sanctioned by CONCACAF just like the CCL. Um the champion will earn an automatic qualification to the champion to the I'm sorry, to the CCL round of 16. I can't fucking talk. Um 
Close finishing second and third in League's Cup will, will qualify for the CCL opening round. So, you know, that, that's pretty good. Um, it gives them incentives. I'm sure there's going to be a monetary incentive as well. And it's obviously still, you know, two years away, but it's um, it's going to be interesting to know, like, where are they going to play? Is it going to be just in the U.S.? Because let's be real, that's where the most money's at. Or are we going to see MLS clubs go to go to Mexico and, and compete in 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 Liga MX stadiums? That's what I would like to see. Is I want to see them compete in their own stadiums because that's the most fair <clears throat> assessment. And uh, I think this has the potential to be one of the greatest um, inventions in 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 recent time for soccer. And I guarantee you that other leagues, maybe not in the next few years, but, you know, UEFA is going to take a look at this and maybe try to do something similar, although they already have the Champions League. But um, maybe like between EPL and La Liga or something like that. So it it could be really, really interesting. Um, And I I applaud. I I really applaud MLS and uh, Liga Mekis for for coming up with this. I think it's a great um, compromise. And of, of course, we're ne- there, there are rumors of like, I heard rumors that both leagues are going to merge. There's no fucking way both leagues are ever going to merge. This is the closest thing to both leagues merging is one tournament, both leagues compete. They pause their own leagues. It shows that this competition is serious. It shows that both leagues are invested in it. It's not this half-assed tournament. This is like we're stopping our leagues and we're going to play this tournament and it's going to be a battle uh, to see who the best team is from both leagues. So I really, really like the idea. Let me know what you guys think on Twitter or in the comment section if you guys like the League's Cup 2023 format, if you think it's going to suck or whatever. Um, I I would like to know your thoughts and we can maybe argue on on Twitter and on YouTube comments. and then lastly, guys, what I want to talk about is uh, Romero Lukaku's online abuse. Now, I'm going to have a personal point here, but I don't give a fuck. This is my podcast. Uh, and he said, essentially, he said, you can stop the Super League in one day, but you can't stop racism or track somebody that did the insult. So he wants social media CEOs to sit down with players to help stop online abuse. And he's absolutely right, man. Like, this racism stuff online is so out of hand it's ridiculous it's disgusting and it's like anyone who thinks another race is superior is an absolute fucking moron and it's it's crazy that we're in 2021 and we're still talking about this that just shows how how dumb as shit the human being race is um and what we need to do online, in my opinion, is we need to on the internet has become a utility. It has become an aspect of day to day, just like our social security is. And we in my opinion, we need to track and we need to have a real identity online. No aliases, no fake shit. Your social needs to be attached to your online identity. I think it should be called like an OID or something like that, where 
just like your social, like that, that identifies who you are. And it, you know, it could be a serial number or something like that, but you can't have more than one or something along those lines. And all the, the companies need to get together and come up with a process to where one serial number can be identified to each platform or something. And we need to, this is a big step in stopping abuse online, just in general is if you have your name attached to you, most most likely you're going to respect somebody else. And for example, on 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 my online activity, I don't I don't hide behind no fucking alias because I believe in what I'm saying and I try to be as respectful as possible. If you say some dumb shit, I'm going to call you out. Just like if I say some dumb shit, I expect you to call me out. And I'm willing to accept my mistake and, and, you know, give you props. So that's how conversation happens. That's that's a normal person's conversation is this is my point of view. This is your point of view. I disagree. I agree. This is why. This is why I don't agree. I think you're right. No, I still think you're wrong. All right, cool. Whatever. You know, that, that that's how an online conversation should be. Um, and sadly, it's not like that. Sadly, just people are garbage. And shout out to Romero Lukaku because it's not easy stepping up and and you know thinking outside the box. You're you become a target for people, and it takes courage. So, shout out to Lukaku. And with that, guys, I want to end this podcast. Um, I had a lot of fun actually talking about all these topics. I've been actually I wanted to do a, a, a midweek episode. But I was like, nah, dude, let me just save it for, for the weekend episode after the L, uh, the LA Galaxy game. And I'm glad I did. So thank you guys for, for watching the, the podcast and listening to the podcast. Again, it means everything to me. I appreciate the support. I appreciate people arguing with me on Twitter. I appreciate people, you know, making me change my mind. Um, you know, like it's... That's what I live for, you know, is having these conversations. I I love just, like, getting onto it uh, on Twitter with people. And um, we can all be friends. At the end of the day, we, we can all be friends, um, and we can hopefully get a beer and talk about what we love, which is soccer, you know. And, and we're going to disagree. We're going to agree. But we should still respect each other and and have fun. I talk shit sometimes, you know, like I, I've said before, like people who are mindless fans are the worst fans. That's my opinion. And you could be a mindless fan and I'll tell you to your face, you're a mindless fan. And I think you're the worst type of fan that we have, you know, in the sport, but that's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And I can, I, I can have my own, like, um, my own opinion behind it. And you can tell me that I'm the type of the worst fan that, that we can have. Or, or you can just stay quiet or whatever. But um, we should be able to express ourselves and have a conversations. Um, and I don't know where I was getting to that, but fuck racism. Uh, I want to end the pod with that. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Follow uh, on on the podcast platforms. Um, and find me on Twitter, Marcelo underscore ATX. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.